everybody. Welcome to the Mercy Talk podcast from Mercy Multiplied, where we are passionate about empowering you with biblical principles for growing in mental, emotional, and spiritual health and equipping you to share those principles with others. I am Melanie Wise, and joining me on this episode is Dr. Brooke Keels. If you are listening to this podcast around the time that it's being released, the Advent season has actually just recently past. And the Advent season is that period of time on the church calendar where many Christians uh, prepare to celebrate Jesus coming. So on this uh, this month on Mercy Talk, we have been talking about the four Advent themes of hope, peace, joy, and love. Again, if you're listening to the show when it's posting, you know that the Advent se- season is actually over because Christmas was just a few days ago. But we were very intentional about saving these last two themes for this show, which is the last show in December, because we feel like these are such great themes for all of us to be taking into the new year. Today, we are going to talk about the themes of hope and joy and the importance of no matter what 2021 may have held for you, moving into this new year with a renewed sense of hope and joy in the Lord. So I'm so glad that you've joined us today and I hope that you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to our last show of 2021. Um, I am Whoa. I know, last one and almost my birthday. So on January 4th, Everyone right. say a prayer for me. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Brooke Keels, and I'm here with the most incredible person I know, Melanie Wise. And um, oh, wow. I know. I believe that. <laughs> I, mean, I did really, not know that. You're really a great person. Claiming yeah. it. All right. No, that's why I keep great. doing this with you. It makes me feel like I'm a better person. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's always a good time. Um, and our topic for the, which is actually pretty great. The last um, in our Advent series is choosing hope and joy in the new year. You probably already saw that title. If you didn't, that's what it is. Um, And when we're talking about joy, I just want to be clear. um, I guess we'll define it, right? I think that's a good place to start since I always say you probably should define words. Um, But it's a feeling of great happiness and overall well-being. Uh, And we're not talking about like just happiness. I think happiness is Mm -hmm. uh, honestly kind of weak, which sounds really critical. I I don't know that I mean it in such a negative way for, but again, I mean, you know, I take this context from a counseling standpoint and we're not typically striving for happiness, right? Like just to be happy in moments, that's such a beautiful thing to have and it's good, but joy is not just an emotion, Mm -hmm. right? It's a deep rooted choice. So when we talk about, joy and happiness through all seasons. I think that's really what we're looking for, you know, um, and we can mm-hmm. choose joy. It's a supernatural exchange. Um, Isaiah 61 talks about God giving us our joy for our morning. Um, it's not just this superficial emotion that's connected to circumstances, right? Like if I go and ride a roller coaster, like that was fun and I was happy, but joy is even in the moments Um, where things are not going well. Like you can find, like really it's kind of a heart of gratefulness in some ways. Um, It's hard to define, but you know, you can Mm -hmm. find joy, you can find laughter, you can find those um, 
just really special moments, even in in the dark times of sorrow, frankly. Um, And hopefully we have a lot less of those and a lot more of, you know, roller coasters Mm -hmm. or not, if that's not your thing. Um, You know, whatever the food stands are like. uh, What's your favorite thing to eat at theme parks? Just as a side note. Uh, funnel cakes. Funnel cakes, right? Like funnel, funnel cakes. cake brings me deep joy. Yeah, yeah, deep joy. Not right. So it could be roller coasters or funnel cake or both. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to really plan my time out. You can't have both. But anyway, I don't know why I went with the theme park thing, but that's uh, that's where we went today. That's the analogy for this moment. <laughs> I'll leave it uh, as we move on. But I do just want to bring up what we're talking about today is that joy is something that we can access at any time from the Lord, but we do have to choose to break out of the depression and the sadness um, and sometimes the self-pity, right? And allow him to give it to us, give us joy in exchange for that. And I'm going to tell you something we talk about, all of these really amazing things being a discipline, right? Rest and peace and, you know, love and (laughs) all of that. Uh, Choosing joy is a very conscious thing that we have to do. And for me personally, probably on a daily basis. Cause even when things are going well, we can coast yeah. and I don't know how much joy I have when it's just, sometimes we're just grateful. Nothing crazy is happening. Uh, and that's not really joy. So, <laughs> right. Right. You know, so that's yes, and like yeah. yes in the sorrow, <laughs> yes in the morning, all of that, but also are we choosing it on a daily basis, even when things are actually going okay. Right. Um, and, yeah. and again, I'm, yeah. I'm in a season right now. I'm so grateful because it was a long one of things not going okay that I'm learning and figuring that out. Right. What does my relationship with the Lord look like now that it's not out of desperation? Right. And, and how do I build what yeah. I have with him now? Our communication um, and choosing joy and rest and peace um, and not just constantly living out as if there's chaos everywhere, right? You have to kind of mm-hmm. relearn how to be. Um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at in the season. And um, you're in a season of chaos because you have two little children. So, you know, mm-hmm. good luck. That'll last about. a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So that's just kind of, oh, that's what we're talking man. about today. You know, you you said at the beginning there, like that you didn't want to be negative about happiness. But I think in you just even saying that it's like that it's weak, I think it's important to note that it's it's like weak and that it's fragile. Yeah, like it's not that good. it's not good. Yeah. It's fragile. Yeah, like good. it's too it's not something I better bank my hope on. Cause like if I'm going for happiness, oh man, it's so like elusive and it's so just like, man, I hope like if everything works out, I'm happy. If if it doesn't, then I'm not. And that is like such unsteady, shaky ground to be standing on. So we're just going for more. We're going for something that's deeper, more long lasting. And it's actually something that you just said, like you can actually have it in the midst of like the deepest possible pain and grief, that there is a joy that can still like ex- uh, be experienced in your life, even in the darkest of days. It's it's actually possible because like you said, it's not like an emotion. It's an actual gift from the Lord. And so I just think as we're going into a new year, there may be a lot of people who are like, man, I am not living in that place like at all. Maybe this year was really hard for you. Maybe you're, you know, not really looking forward to uh, a new year or going into the new year. And so just to even think through, how do we actually access 
the joy that you're describing in those moments when we when we really need it? Like, how can we actually be rooted in that kind of joy that circumstances that the world can't touch, that's not fragile? Um, and so, you know, a few things that come to mind, but I'd also be interested, Brooke, to, you know, if you have thoughts on it as well. Um, accessing joy, first of all, you know, it's a gift of the spirit. Like it's an actual fruit of the spirit. Um, yep. And so when the spirit actually comes to dwell inside of you, you receive the fruit of the spirit. And part of that fruit is joy. Mm -hmm. So it's not something that you like willpower yourself into, or you muster up yourself. Um, it's, it's part of the gift of the spirit. It's part of your inheritance, as I love to say. Um, and so when I am experiencing a lack of joy, I know that I can come to the Lord. I can come to the spirit and I can ask for it and receive it. It's available to me whenever I want it. And so above all things, understanding that it's something that the Lord gives me. And so instead of me trying to like muster up joy, my effort goes to like, how do I just deeper connect to the Holy spirit right now? Because when I'm more deeply connected to him, I receive more of his gift of joy. Like it's just, yeah. that's just part of it. It's a fruit. <laughs> it grows out of that connection with the Holy Spirit. So yeah. if you want more joy, I would just encourage you to ask, like, how do I get more connected, deeply, deeply connected to the Holy Spirit? I would just say, like, that's probably the first place to start is do you actually believe that? <laughs> Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, I've, I've joked with you before. Like yeah. I was like, Oh, I have to, I get all of these. Like <laughs> I just thought you get some of them, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, right. I mean, you get all of them. So anyway, I think that's a good place to start is do you right. truly believe that it is already accessible to you? And if you can start there and be like, okay, yes, yeah. I do. And then kind of move into the rest of it. Like you're talking about. So. Right. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean, just knowing how, and again, this may sound really elementary, um, but just being able to focus on what is true, uh, focusing on the promises of God in your life, focusing on the truth of the word of God. I mean, joy, I think is really partial. I mean, a part of, of living in joy is living in the confidence that comes when I know what is ultimately true when I know what is true about myself, when I know what is true about God, what I know is true about the promises that he has for me, for my life, for my family, when I can stand rooted in those promises and in those truths, then joy is like an automatic fruit that can come from that. And so I think focusing on what is true and and good and right <laughs> um, brings joy. And, in, and, and part of that is going to the word of God, but part of that is also just being able to know how to go to the Lord and receive his perspective on things that are happening. I, I can think of so many circumstances in my life where I felt like my joy was kind of under attack. And, and most of the time it was because I just didn't have a true perspective and I sure didn't have the Lord's perspective on what was happening or what circumstances I was in. And any time I was able to back up and say, God, I don't like what is happening. I am not a fan of what is going on in my life right now. I am going to need you to show me what your perspective is on this. I think anytime I have done that, um, he has given me perspective that has restored my peace, my joy, all of the things that I desperately need. Um, so I don't know what that might look like for you as you're listening today. Like if it's a family situation, if it's just a difficulty that you're walking in with your work or with a friendship, but if you can ask for the Lord's perspective 
on that thing, I really think it will help restore some of that peace and joy. Um, and I don't know. I mean, another one that can probably sound a little elementary to people is just uh, worship. I mean, just being able to sit in the Lord's presence and to be able to declare what is true about him, uh, his heart for you, like just worshiping the Lord can be um, a really powerful thing in uh, in restoring joy if that's something that has been lost. Uh, so yeah, those are a few things that come to mind. Um, I'd be interested, Brooke, if you have any other thoughts on that or any other ideas. Yeah. I mean, I, not to repeat myself, but it really, I think I, I always just mm-hmm. take it back to, and maybe it's again, all the counseling stuff, but it just starts with, if you believe it's possible. Um, I think that's sometimes the biggest fight. And once you do, then all of these other things are, are what allow yeah. you to keep it right. Um, and, and build the discipline and the habit of choosing it every day and making it a priority. Um, and I think, I think joy is one of those things, mm-hmm. uh, joy and happiness definitely gets confused, right? So figure, figure out the difference for yourself and what that looks like. Um, and, and two, it's one of those things that I think sometimes we get really just so confused by because, yeah we're like this idea that we should never be sad, but understanding like you can be sad and have joy and you can be, you can grieve and also be Mm -hmm. grateful. Like we live in a world that doesn't, that acts like you can only have one thing. Right. And Mm -hmm. it is, it's so beyond just a a feeling like it's truly a place of being Um, and fight for that of all the things we fight for (laughs) in this world, fight for this, you know, um, so anyway, so that's, that was probably all I would really add. Yeah. Um, and I think, and, and kind of on that same note, you know, joy and hope are forever linked. So if I'm living yeah. in a place of hope, you know, I experience joy when I'm living in a place of joy, I experience hope. And I think, um, you know, it's really important to notice when we're mm-hmm. getting a little bit hopeless, you know, and really kind of not only talking to the Lord, but we really pull in our community as well for encouragement. And, um, you know, we talk about healthy people are the bearers of hope for others, you know? Um, and just, and, and that's really a time to pull people around you as Mm -hmm. well. Uh, I was talking to somebody yesterday and they were just talking about like, I feel hopeless and I'm not sad. I'm just numb. Right. And that's, that's not a good place to be. And so we, we've got to, we've got to start fighting for some hope and joy Um, and what that can look like. And it it just isn't based on circumstances. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. Uh, If it is, again, I tell you, (laughs) again, if if anything is based on everything working out well, uh, we will be sorely disappointed. Um, And when when it does work out well, right. And when it does work out well, it doesn't last, right? How many things have worked out well and we quickly forget Mm -hmm. when something doesn't work out well. You know, so we we fight for these things that then once we have them, they don't sustain us. Um, And so but joy and hope will. Uh, And, you know, one of my favorite Christmas Uh songs, which is Uh like all Christmas songs, honestly, uh, which I will begin playing immediately at midnight on um, uh, whatever the day after Thanksgiving is, Um, because we're we do Thanksgiving and then we do Christmas. Okay, guys. I feel like I remember that. Um, Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, Last Christmas year I did skip there. Thanksgiving because I was like, <laughs> I just need Christmas yeah, yeah. <laughs> in 2020. <laughs> yeah. I was like, normally I don't do this, you know, but we're back. Yeah. It's 2021. We're back, you know, um, but at midnight, the Christmas music is playing 
all day, every day. All that to say, one of my favorite songs is Mm -hmm. um, Oh Holy Night. And it talks about the weary world rejoicing. And that actually is just one of the most moving lines to me. Um, And, and, you know, what makes the weary world rejoice is the thrill of hope, right? The, the, the line before that. And I love that, like the thrill of hope, like how exciting that is. And we can kind of muster it through music and we can muster it through (laughs) really great, um, movies, you know, i.e. Polar Express. Um, but what that is, is a sustaining thing when we talk about joy, right? And Matt Chandler says, uh, joy is rooted in hope because where you place your hope is imperative to your joy. And, you know, uh, you can't really have one without the other. And so if you notice I'm feeling hopeless, you're probably not feeling a lot of joy uh, and vice versa. Yeah. And so sometimes people can can figure out hope a little more than they can joy. And so whichever one makes the most sense, start there because um, they, they are connected and they're worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is like putting words around the house or a line around the house, like a thrill of hope, like something that stirs that emotion and helps you grab onto it for a deeper uh, level as you're, as you're really fighting for joy. Um, yeah. So, and everybody enjoys a good Matt Chandler quote. You know, I'm always going to be up for a Matt Chandler quote. Uh, it's just, it's so good. I think what you shared, it makes me think about um, last year, 2020, I, um, I remember right before Christmas, I know it was some point in December, I was supposed to lead our staff devotion. We do weekly staff devotions at Mercy and I was, it was my week and I was supposed to be leading. And if you've been listening to Mercy Talk, you've probably heard me mention before that um, I lost my dad to COVID on December 20th of last year. And um, so this was while my dad was sick, he was in the ICU uh, and I had to lead devotions. (laughs) And I was like, cool. Um, And I did my devotion on this idea of hope because, and, and and so I remember a few things that I talked about during that, uh, in that devotion. And one of the things was something that I had remembered from, uh, John Piper. I also like a good John Piper quote here and there. Um, but he, he talks about when people use the word hope, it is typically tied to uncertainty, right? So like, usually when we say the word hope, like I hope it doesn't rain today, I hope the Dallas Cowboys win their next game. I hope like it's all things that we hope happen, but it's completely uncertain as to whether or not it's actually going to happen. But John Piper talks about how biblical hope, the kind of hope that scripture talks about is tied to certainty. So it's not a desire for something specific to happen It is, and and this is exactly what he says, it is a confident expectation for good that is ultimately anchored in the character of God. So, and I love that. If our hope, and you've basically, I'm just saying the same thing that you just said, Brooke, but if our hope is solely in circumstances changing or turning out the way we want them to, then our hope is on really, really shaky ground. Um, But if we want the kind of hope that I love Hebrews 6 talks about, this hope that's an anchor for our souls. Like, I just love that picture of like an anchor for my soul. If I want this strong, 
unbreakable anchor holding my soul, you know, to the Lord, then it's got to be anchored in something that is strong. And it's got to be anchored in something that is sure and certain and unbreakable because the reality that everything is going to turn out like the reality is basically that everything is not always going to turn out the way that I want it to. And I remember at the time sharing that devotional, I'm like, I want my hope to be in my dad getting better. I want my hope to be like, I hope that my hope is placed in his healing. And you know what? That is a shaky thing for me to put my hope in because I didn't have a guarantee that it was going to happen. And you know what? It didn't happen. And so if I had put all of my hope in everything turning out the way I'd wanted it to, then I was, I was setting myself up for some like really horrible things. (laughs) And so we contend to put our hope in circumstances, but we can also tend to put our hope in other things um, to provide us with the things that we think we need, right? So like pretty much every area of bondage that you find yourself in is probably an example of you putting your hope in something that isn't Jesus. So, I mean, when I think about, um, it can look completely different from person to person. For me, I can tend to put my hope in people liking me. Um, maybe for you, you tend to put your hope and your comfort in success or in money, um, or in just feeling comfort. So you have to find things to escape the reality of life, to feel comfortable, like drinking or what, I don't know, like it can be completely different from person to person, but if your hope is not anchored in Jesus and in certain, in something that is sure and certain and unbreakable, then you're going to find hope completely elusive and you're going to find joy. Like you said, hope and joy are completely tied. So if my hope is in something that's not certain, then my joy is on shaky, shaky ground. And I probably should have, I think I alluded to this earlier. I don't know how clear I was, but I will say for me, uh, fighting for hope and fighting for joy and really assessing if I'm putting my hope in Jesus or circumstances um, is really where I need my community of people, right? That's what I need. And I know, and I saw you do this. I mean, you have walked through, I mean, a few years of grief, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and then some great sorrow and then some two, two of the greatest sorrows and two of the greatest joys actually. Right. And, and I've seen you do this and, and, um, I know you've had a lot of friends, but I'll just talk about, you know, me and you just, and you've, you've been there for me through a lot of sorrow and, Mm -hmm. and, part of that is, is like having someone to pull you out of like, Hey, like this may not work out the way you want it to. Right. And there's moments you need that friend. That's like, don't worry. It will be great. Okay. Look, (laughs) and I will tell my friends, I need you to be delusional with me. Okay. I don't want to talk about (laughs) the reality of it. We're just going to pretend that it's fine. Okay. And you know what? I hope you have friends that go, you got it. And if you don't, I will be that friend. I will lie to you. Um, and then we'll circle back and I'll go, but you know, I'm lying. Right. Right. (laughs) You know, like there are those moments and I'm probably, you know, have come in your office and said like, I know this is stupid. Just agree with me. Um, however, the other side of that, the, when, when you are in just deep, dark places, right. Having, one or two close friends that can be like, this is not about what happens, right? We are here. The Lord is here and just help remind you of that. Cause when you were in the midst of hopelessness and joy and not having joy, it's really hard to see that outside of yourself. And so this is 
all the areas, of course, like love, all of this requires relationship. But for me personally, this is one where I really actively activate my community and need them. Um, and so, man, I mean, honestly, even you just saying that, like, I think back to that season of time for me, I remember talking to a friend of mine who is the friend that will say the hard things, you know? Uh, and I said, I said, I just feel like my hope is under attack. Like when my, when my dad was yeah. in the ICU on the ventilator, all that I was like, I just feel like my hope is under attack. My hope is under attack. And he was like, all he had to say was now, you know, and I was like, I know. <laughs> I know, like my hope is in Jesus, but I just want my dad to be better. And so I want to hope for that. And, you know, it was, but it was just, all he had to say was yeah. now. Right. Nobody asked you, Greg, <laughs> and I was like, you know, so, oh, I don't. I know. you're right. You're right. But, but I don't know. It's like, I knew it, but I needed a friend to be like, Hey, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, it, like it was crazy because it's like I know this to be mm -hmm. true, and there was something about having another person affirm right. it to be like, shoot, I got to get my head and my heart in the right place yeah. here. You know, it just keeps you from following it too so. far down the road, right? So, yes, exactly. Yeah, I think it's good. So, so all that to say, if we want to live with biblical hope, then it has to be something that is sure and certain. And um, when we need sure and certain yeah. things, we look at the Bible. Right. So which is pretty clear about where our hope should lie. And so Isaiah talks about, yeah. right, those that hope in the Lord will renew their strength. First Thessalonians it says your and your endurance is inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Psalm 33, the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. And then later says, may your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. And Psalm 130, in his word, I put my hope. And so scripture talks about um, that it is in the Lord, in Christ, in his love, in his word, that all things are firm yeah. and secure. And that is where our hope rests. And not one time did it say anything about circumstances or our husband and wife acting right or our aunts or uncles and definitely not yep. our parents. Um, and so, you know, <laughs> like, you know, they can all just be the worst and like the worst ways truly. And the Lord is like, that's, that's okay yeah. because I'm the source of that. And I've given you these things. Um, to to pull on it and and how incredible is it that our hurts don't have to be our identity and our our entire like way we experience the world it can be through what god through hope and joy and mm -hmm. love and peace and rest you know that's that's pretty great because i don't really yeah, want yeah. my hurts to be how i experience the world because that makes me a really bad person um so mm. take my word for it <laughs> that's good i mean I, as, okay, so we're all, you know, we're sitting here at the end of the year and we're looking at the new year and we're doing all the things, setting all the goals, whatever, whatever you do. Mm -hmm. And you may have a lot of like, I would, I would say that it is okay for you to hope and to pray for circumstances to change yeah. or for things to turn out the way you want them to turn out. I'm not saying you can't hope for that and pray for that and even believe for that. Okay. But if we want to go into this next year living in the kind of hope that is an anchor for our souls, then it cannot be rooted in circumstances. 
It has to be rooted in everything that you just read from the word. It has to be rooted in things that are certain and sure, which are things like the goodness and the faithfulness and the love of a perfect father. Uh, It has to be rooted in the confidence that everything will one day be made right. Um, rooted in the assurance that God is always working for our good, that he is always near, that he is and will always provide everything we need. Those are the things that are sure. Those are the things that can actually be anchors for our souls. And the coming of Jesus that we just celebrated in Christmas is the actual coming of unshakable joy and hope that we are talking about today. So if we if we can actually live in that place, I just think if we can live in this kind of joy and this kind of hope that the world cannot touch, I just think we would be such bright lights, you know, in this like dark, cynical, angry world and age. I just think we would be such lights um, if we can live in that kind of joy and hope. And so that is my hope and prayer as we you know, go into this new year that we would be able to really tap into and connect to that kind of unshakable hope. So Brooke, anything else, any other words of encouragement before we sign off? No, I mean, I just feel like if we keep talking about it, it's just going to get weird. So I think we've, I think we've ended, uh, ended the the year. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, Yeah, no, I just, I'm really excited about Um, what's to come. And I do love that you pointed that out. Like, of course, we take authority in our experiences and circumstances and all of that in life. I'm really, really glad you said that. Um, But that but how they work out has nothing to do with with who we are with the Lord, you know. Um, And so I just I love that. It's a it's a both and as all things tend to be. And I will just keep saying that. Over and over. Yep. So anyway, yeah, I'm just so glad uh, we finished out another year, Melanie Wise. That's right, guys. (laughs) Man, man, a lot of things happened. We've done a few. We've done a few podcasts. I know Uh that is so true. Um, Man, we we are just praying for you all, our listeners, um, that as you go into this new year, that um, just all that we've talked about over this last month through this, you know, series on Advent. Hope and joy, I think, are like maybe the first two themes of Advent, and we decided to save them for the last, just because we we just felt like it was so important as we're going into this new year that that be the place that we're that our hearts are anchored in that place of hope and joy as we look forward to what is ahead. Um, and so we're just praying for you all and believing for an awesome new year for you guys, and can't wait for just things that we've got planned for the podcast next year. We've got a lot of just really great topics, guests planned. It's going to be fun. So we hope that you. Um, have enjoyed this conversation and this series. And as always, if this the this podcast, if the content that you're hearing has been helpful for you, um, we're always grateful if you will uh, rate the show, write a review wherever it is that you listen. And if you have any thoughts or questions about what we have discussed, or as always, if you would like to share your ideas for future podcasts, guys, we have used many a topic that has been recommended or suggested to us by listeners. So please let us know what those things are by emailing us at mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. And to find out more about Mercy Multiplied, head over to mercymultiplied.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mercy Multiplied. Thank you guys so much for joining us and happy new year to all of you.